Welcome to Any Questions, a podcast about conception, pregnancy, and realistic motherhood. Follow along on my journey as I ask the questions we all have when it comes to getting pregnant, staying pregnant, and becoming parents. I'm not an expert and I have no experience. I'm going through it all just like you. So thanks for being here and let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to Any Questions. Today's episode is all about dealing with different approaches to the fertility journey and trying to conceive between you and your partner. And by that, I am talking about more like personality differences, you know, different ways of approaching it. Are we, you know, going super fast? Are we jumping right into, you know, assisted technologies? Are we taking our time? Are we just like seeing what happens? Uh, I'm not so much talking about different like physical approaches to <laughs> trying to conceive. Um, before I jump in, I'll just give you a little bit of an update from my side. So the interview with my husband slash Q&A uh, is still coming. I was planning to record it this past weekend, but unfortunately we just had um, a pretty busy weekend. We've actually had some deaths in the family uh, over the last couple weeks. It's been um, not a great, not a great time for our family, not a very happy uh, holiday or winter for us. Um, so we just had some things to do, you know, life, life got in the way. So we didn't have a chance to sit down, uh, and record, but I'm hoping we will have a chance this weekend. So if you're listening to this before, uh, let's say before, oh, I should be able to pull up a calendar faster than this. (laughs) If you're listening to this before the 21st of January, 2024, I don't know if anyone's listening in a different year, um, please feel free to get in touch with any questions you'd like me to ask my husband or even any questions you have for me. It can kind of be like a, a Q&A, ask me anything type deal. Um, there'll be a link in the show notes. It goes to a Google form. It's very easy. There's one box. You can fill out your question. I will also add a question box if you're listening on Spotify. I think you can answer it directly in your app, browser, whatever you're listening on. Um, otherwise, I do have a couple questions, but if there's anything specifically you'd love to know, um, I'd love to answer it. And my husband would love to (laughs) maybe answer it. I don't want to commit him to that. Um, In terms of our own fertility journey, it's just kind of business as usual. Um, Sadly, this is what happens when you have PCOS and really long cycles, um, which has kind of been the crux of this podcast, really. Uh, Just very long times between um, ovulation or potential ovulation. And it's Uh, a lot of waiting. So right now I'm in another little waiting period, um, period, haha. I think ovulation is coming up. So, you know, obviously we'll, we'll give it a try. I'm not feeling super hopeful just given the history of the last couple years. And like I shared in the last podcast, we are still sort of working towards that IUI um, option, intrauterine insemination. However, just based on the timing uh, with the holidays over um, December and then now, Uh, The next cycle likely being when we're going to be traveling in February. It's not looking great. We probably will not get a chance to get in with our clinic until probably March at the earliest. Um, So yeah, just just trucking along. Um, But I thought this was a good time to do uh, an episode 
about different approaches to TTC. Um, and this was actually uh, a listener wrote in with this question, but I totally, totally relate to it. So I'll try to sum up kind of what they're talking about. They basically, they're saying, you know, they are a more type A person. They're very um, action oriented. You know, they want to get things done and they're having a hard time sort of matching up their approach to TTC, but I guess to life maybe as well uh, with their partner who is more type B, um, more laid back, more, you know, let's take this one step at a time. And they shared that, you know, they've already been on um, a bit of a difficult TTC journey. It's been about a year and they've had um, some medical uh, issues come up. And uh, basically the, the crux of the issue here is they say, you know, well, being type A and being in this journey for so long and already knowing that our, you know, medical reports are not the best, I often get really impatient with uh, my partner and his approach. So how do I, you know, tackle this? How do I get him to be more proactive, more speedy without making him feel really, you know, like stressed out and claustrophobic and, you know, like she's coming on really aggressive and being, you know, an overthinker about this whole thing. And I think if you are in a TTC journey, um, and especially if you are in, you know, like a a cis hetero relationship here, I I think a lot of women are probably nodding along and saying, yep, that's my partner. And I think this is uh, stereotypical, but also a little bit true. I think many women can relate to the fact that it's, you know, it's a thing. We see it in movies and TV shows all the time, right? It's the woman who's got the biological clock going tick, tick, tick. Um, whereas the man, it doesn't really feel like he's as much on like a rush. Like he doesn't on a rush. That's not a sentence. (laughs) He doesn't feel rushed. Um, doesn't feel like he has to like hit this, you know, deadline or this due date or anything like that. Whereas the women, the woman, um, because, you know, biologically does have a a limit, um, often does feel more rushed and more pressured to go through this process as quickly as possible, as efficiently as possible. And I think we see that in other aspects of, um, again, very, very stereotypical male-female relationship. So I'm sure you can relate to this listener. I certainly can. Um, I would definitely, you know, if I had to pick type A, type B, I'm definitely more type A. My husband, definitely more type B. Um, and there's definitely been times in our life, in and outside of TTC, where, you know, I have felt like I'm the one who is, you know, pushing us forward, taking action, making choices, rushing, and he's a little bit more like, hey, you know, let's see how it goes as it comes and pros and cons to that. Right. Like I, I often, um, feel like I'm living in the future. Like I'm always just waiting for the next thing, planning ahead. Grass is always greener and he's much better at, you know, Hey, I'm staying present. I'm enjoying what we have. I'm grateful for this moment. And I do wish I was more like that. Um, and I try to be, (laughs) it's difficult, especially in this phase of life where the whole point of TTC is, you know, to get pregnant, to have a baby, it all, it's all sort of forward thinking, right? Like nobody is trying to conceive just to conceive. It's because you want to be pregnant because you want to have a baby. Like it's all sort of like three steps ahead. Um, So it's very difficult to stay kind of present on this journey. So I I definitely relate to this listener, but I thought this would be a good topic to to jump into because I think a lot of people probably have had similar situations. Um, Of course, if you are having a baby, you know, by yourself, not with a partner or in a different um, partnering or coupling or whatever, Um, this might not relate to you. Uh, I don't think, even though I've, you know, stereotypically just shared that, you know, it's the woman in the relationship who is on that biological clock and the man is kind of more laid back. I do think there are um, situations where that's reversed. And then of course there are situations, you know, where there's not a biological female, biological male in the, in the partnership or in the, in the couple. 
Um, and it's a whole different thing. It's not a bio timeline. It might be something else, right? Like one of you is older, one of you is younger, one of you is on a different career track, one of you wants 18 kids, one of you wants one or zero. Um, so there's a lot of different things at play here. I don't think it's just the idea that like a woman's eggs expire and a man doesn't care. Um, I think there could be a lot of reasons why one partner is a little bit more, I'll use the type A, type B uh, terminology because that's what the listener wrote in with, but one partner is a little bit more rushed and, and speedy and wanting to get on with this. And the other one is a little bit more laid back. So let's dive in. So I think the very first thing you want to do if this is an issue in your relationship and your partnership is really just come back to the fundamentals, you know, before you work on like, okay, how can I, you know, convince my partner to do this thing really, really quickly without nagging them? Uh, let's just bring it, you know, way back, rewind, come back to the starting line. First of all, you know, do you both want kids? Do you both want or kid singular? Do you both want to be on a TTC journey? Do you both want to get pregnant, have a baby? Is this is this the plan? I think that is obviously the much bigger question, the much bigger issue. And if one of you is hesitant, or one of you is not sure, um, let's, you know, let's just press pause, you know, forget about going to get blood work done and testing and all these, you know, charting and things like that. Like, let's just bring it back to the very fundamental issue of, you know, do we together, you and I both want a child? Um, and, you know, you can take it a little broader than that or get into more details rather about, you know, okay, do we want a kid enough to try for a year, to try for two years, to try for five years, to try for 10 years? Do we want a kid enough that we're willing to pay five grand, 10 grand, 50 grand, 100 grand? Do we want a kid enough that we're, you know, willing to try different methods, IVF, adoption, fostering, you know, whatever it is that you're that you're wanting to do? Um, you can have those conversations too, but I think it really, of course, needs to come back to that very fundamentally obvious question of do we want kids? Um, especially if you do feel like your partner is really dragging their feet, um, being really resistant and hesitant to things like let's just, you know, rewind, come back to this very basic question. And I don't think you need to be, um, I don't think anyone is ever 100% ready to have a kid, right? Like if you ask any parent, oh, like, how did you know you were ready for a kid? Like, they'll probably tell you, oh, I'm still not ready. <laughs> like every morning I wake up, <laughs> um, you know, with like, cereal spilt in the kitchen. I, I don't know that I'm ready for this. So it, it's not a, a matter of being, oh, you know, I've done all my homework and I've taken all these personality tests and I know I'm ready to be a parent. It's more just like, you know, I might not be ready to be a parent, but I know I want to try. I know I want to, you know, have a kid in my life and I will figure out how to get there <laughs> when the time comes. Um, and you don't even need to have all the details figured out of, okay, how much exactly will we spend? You know, okay, we'll say yes to, you know, this type of genetic testing, but not that type. We're okay with a donor this, but not a donor that. Like you don't have to get into all those weeds, but those are definitely conversations you should be having. Um, and you can start the conversation by saying, hey, you know, we don't have to make any firm decisions. I'm not going to hold you to this. We're not signing anything, but I'd love to talk about, you know, if to, you know, we've decided we want a kid, but if in a year from now it's not working out, like, what are we interested in? What do we want to pursue? What sort of things sound like they would be viable options for us? I think it's a good idea to have that conversation. The next conversation, so assuming that, you know, you've gotten to the the fundamentals of, you know, do we want kids and sort of like what avenues are we willing to pursue? Um, assuming you are both on the same page, you and your partner both do want a kid or kids plural, and you are both open to 
some variation of trying to get those kids, you know, whether that is um, natural conception, assisted uh, reproductive technology, adoption, whatever it is, you've had those conversations. I think the next conversation you want to have is just trying to get at the root of the issue. Um, so this could be specifically in your TTC journey of, okay, you know, we both want a kid, but then why are you dragging your feet? Why, when the doctor told us we have to go get blood work, you know, two weeks later, you still haven't gone to do it or two months later or two years later, yikes, you still haven't gone to do it. Um, and there could be a few things here, right? So a, a couple options, and this isn't an exhaustive list by any means, your partner could have other issues <laughs> besides the ones I'm about to list. Um, it could be a medical thing. I know a lot of people have, you know, um, I'm sure there's a term for this, but like a fear of medical, uh, I don't know, equipment, facilities, medical things. Um, obviously a fear of needles is quite a big one. I'm not a big fan of needles. Uh, weirdly I'm okay with like, in, <laughs> this is going to sound strange. I'm fine with like an injection. So like vaccines and stuff like that. I'm, I'm fine with, I don't love them. I don't know that anyone loves them, but I like, you know, walk into the clinic, no problem, get my COVID shot, move on. Um, but needles, like extracting things, like taking out the blood that freaks me out a lot. And I've obviously had to do quite a few blood tests in our two-year journey so far. Um, and every time I ask to lie down, because I'm just like really scared, I'm going to pass out. <laughs> uh, but every time it's way easier than I think it's going to be. It doesn't hurt at all, but just I work it up in my head. So I totally relate if it is a medical issue. And that might be it, right? Like your partner might be dragging their feet because they um, are scared of, you know, they might have some fears or phobias when it comes to medical things. There might be some trauma there if they've had like medical issues in the past or in their family. Maybe there's some medical trauma um, there. Money is obviously a big concern, especially if you are having to pay out of pocket for any of these tests or procedures. Um, your partner may be dragging their feet because they're just really concerned about how much this is all going to cost. Uh, so that's definitely worth uh, talking about. Timing is another thing, especially if you and your partner are at different stages of your life, either, you know, age-wise, career-wise, uh, friend group-wise. I can definitely see a situation where, like, you know, if you are 35 and some of your friends have, you know, first or second kids and your partner is 25 and none of their friends have kids, um, you know, obviously you might be feeling a lot more pressed and rushed and want to like get going and catch up with everyone. Whereas they might be like, Hey, you know, what's the worry? Let's take our time. Who cares? Like, you know, we're still young. Let's just hang out. <laughs> Let's just chill. You know, things that 25 year olds say. <laughs> um, another issue could just be the stress of it all. I think for most people before they, you know, really get into a TTC journey, they don't know what it entails, right? It's not something that is talked about a lot. And there's not a lot of, um, there's not a lot of like public information out there. I think there is, you know, obviously once you start digging, there's a lot of, you know, websites and podcasts and stuff like that that have this info. But just generally speaking, you know, if you pull someone aside who's not trying to have a baby or who was able to conceive very quickly, they don't really know what this process entails. Um, so I think if you are not expecting it, which most people are not, just that stress of, you know, we've had to work really hard, we've had to do a bunch of things, tracking and testing and medications and temperatures and all of this um, can be something that a lot of people are resistant to. So it could be, just to recap, <laughs> the potential issues your partner may be facing. Uh, it could be a medical issue. It could be a money issue. It could be a timing issue. It could be a stress issue. And then I'll say issue number five is like a 
you know, other. So, <laughs> so when you're having this conversation with your partner, you know, they might know right off the bat, if you kind of say like, Hey, you know, we've, we both have decided we want to have a kid. Um, I'm sensing like a lot of hesitation on your side, you know, when you didn't go and get this blood work done or when you didn't, or whatever they didn't do, um, you can kind of suggest these different things. They might know right off the bat, like, Hey, yeah, here's why that's happening. Or you might have to, you know, keep talking until you figure out what that fifth option is. And I don't think everyone is, um, well, I don't think everyone is as self-aware as we all should be. Right. So you might get to a point where you just don't really know what the issue is and that's okay. Um, I think as long as you are having this conversation and you're trying to figure it out, I think it's okay if you don't perfectly sum it up as like, okay, great. It was a medical issue. Like we've figured it out, we've solved it and now you're cured. Like you're never going to have a problem again. You are going to become a type A person just like me. I don't think that's what we're trying to get to here, but I do think kind of talking about, um, any sort of reasons or fears or issues that are resulting in this behavior or lack of a behavior in your partner, I think it's worth having that conversation. Even if you're not able to find a really clean, pretty answer, it's at least good to open that door and kind of talk through different issues and how you're feeling about them. All right, so this actual conversation you're gonna have. So I think, well, I'm calling it the conversation, but it might be a series of conversations. So I think, again, the first one is that very fundamental, you know, do you actually want kids and what avenues are we open to in order to have those kids? Second, you know, part of the conversation or second separate conversation is, okay, let's kind of try to get to the root of these, you know, these issues, um, medical money, timing, stress, whatever it is. And then I think the third part is where we want to talk talk about um, your perspective and obviously open it up for your partner to talk about it from their perspective. So, you know, you can explain, hey, um, you know, I've been feeling, and obviously every good counselor will tell you, you know, using a lot of I statements, but, you know, I have been feeling um, a little bit, whatever you've been feeling, resentful, let down, disappointed, upset um, when, you know, and then keep things extremely objective here. But, you know, when, the doctor tells us, I'll use this blood work example. I've been feeling really disappointed uh, when the doctor tells us to go get blood work done and two weeks later, you haven't done it. And, you know, I am, um, that makes me feel let down and like you don't care. Uh, whereas, you know, I know that's not the case. <laughs> we just talked about it. You do care. You do want this. And, you know, I'm feeling really, you know, like I want to do this very quickly. I'm feeling really worried. I'm feeling anxious. I, you know, I do want to spend time on this. I do want to spend money on this, whatever it is, just explain where you're coming from. I think that can really help your partner um, understand that, you know, it's not just you nagging them. You're not just like, you know, getting on them to do another thing like, oh, like put your shoes away and clean out your lunch bag and go to the doctors and get your blood work. Like, it's not just you coming up with a list of things that they suck at, like explain your feelings and why they might be in contrast with your partner, right? Like if they are going really slowly, explain why it's important to you to go quickly. Um, and you know, if you're in a good loving relationship, that should honestly be enough of a little like incentive for your partner to kind of pick up the pace. But I think really taking the time to explain where you're coming from. And then of course, opening up the floor to them, which we kind of did in the, you know, trying to find the root of the issue, but opening it up and saying like, okay, and how does it, you know, on your side, how does it feel? Um, either, you know, when you are 
don't use the term dragging your feet, but like, you know, when you're, when you're not going to the doctor for those two weeks, like, how does that feel for you? And, you know, when I remind you, how does that feel for you? Like, what are the thoughts and feelings going through your head? I think also explaining how your partner's action or inaction is affecting you is also really important. So not only like, you know, hey, I want us to, you know, try to go through, you know, try to conceive as quickly as possible because, um, I'm whatever it is, you know, I've, I am 35 and, you know, we have to, if we want to do this naturally or using, you know, my own, um, eggs or whatever it is, you know, we have to do that, you know, the sooner the better. Um, I would like to get it done before we move to France, before a promotion, before we adopt another dog, you know, whatever, whatever reason. Um, so I think that's important kind of explaining your own, uh, reasoning, your own perspective, but then also explaining how your partner's actions or inactions are affecting you. So like, you know, when you don't go to the doctors as quickly as you can, it makes me feel stressed. It makes me feel like you don't understand the timeline. Like you don't understand why it's important for us to do this, why it's important for us to do this quickly. It also makes me feel like I now need to babysit you and remind you and nag you. And I don't want to be a nag. I don't want, you know, I'm not your mom. I don't want to remind you to pick up your clothes, you know, clean up your room. Like you are an adult in this relationship and I want you to be able to, you know, hand, handle your shit for lack of a better term. Um, and if you'll allow me to get on a soapbox for a minute here, I think especially in relationships where, you know, it's a male, female, cis hetero relationship and the woman is the one who, you know, will be carrying the baby with her eggs, her uterus. So often a lot of this TTC stuff falls on her shoulders. I've talked about this a million times, but it's very true. Taking the temperature, monitoring the cervical fluid, doing the OPK test, the medicine, a lot of the doctor's appointments, the clinics, the emails, the blood tests, you know, yes, your partner might have to go for tests as well. But in my experience, <laughs> my last two years of TTC, um, I've gone easily to double or triple as many appointments as my partner. And I'm the only one, you know, doing medicine and vitamins and filling prescriptions and ordering things and tracking temperatures and tracking fluids and tracking urine and all this stuff. Like all of that is me, my body, me needing to do that as the, again, the person with the eggs and the uterus in this relationship. Um, and I think it's very, well, we'll find out, I guess, when I have my husband on the podcast, hopefully next episode. Um, but it's really difficult when on top of the 80 billion things you're doing on your side for TTC, not to mention, God, the mental load of all those things too, right? Like not only is there the physical part of doing all that stuff, there's the mental load of needing to remember it, right? Like I've talked about this before with my medication, but like, it's not only the act of like, okay, every day I have to take this medication that I'm not good at because I'm bad at swallowing pills and it upsets my stomach. So, you know, all day long, I'm not feeling physically very well, but I also have to remember, okay, when are we running low on this? I have to call the doctor, get the prescription refilled. I have to go to the pharmacy, fill the prescription, call them first, make sure they have it, you know, bring it home. I have to order this other vitamin off Amazon. If they don't have it, I have to, you know, find it at a different pharmacy. I have to prepare it all. And then there's just the mental thought of, okay, every single morning when I take this medication, which is already, you know, causing a physical toll on my body already is a huge mental load to remember and prepare and get ready. I am also then reminded every single morning that I am not pregnant and I'm not good at getting pregnant. Like that is just, um, oh, sorry. It's making me a bit emotional here, but um, that's just like, like that's just one tiny, tiny part of TTC is this like medication, vitamin, supplement, 
bullshit that <laughs> that I'm on. And it's already such a huge physical and mental and like emotional weight on me enough to make me cry within <laughs> 30 seconds of talking about it. Um, so I think being able to share something like that with your partner is really huge and letting them know like, you know, these are the 85 things that I'm doing. You've been assigned five things. And when you don't do them, like I can't take 90, I can't take 90% of this. I need you to handle your, that was terrible math. I need you to handle your 15% and I, and you know, and support me in handling my 85%. Please don't try to pass another five, seven, 10, 15% back to me. Um, I can't handle it. I really need you to handle your shit. God, that might be the subtitle of this episode. <laughs> um, I'm going so off track from my notes. I don't have handle your shit anywhere in my notes. And yet I've said it like three times. Um, <laughs> to bring it back to what I was trying to say. So explaining to your partner, you know, what you're going through and what happens when they are um, you know, their actions or their inactions, how those affect you. And also, you know, to spin it positively, you know, how how it would help if they did take the required action, right? Like what it would be like um, for them to sort of take that burden off of your shoulders, which I think moves us into the last part of this conversation or multi-part conversation, which is where I think you want to talk about strategies. So at this point, you know, you've both agreed, hey, we want to have a kid. Here's how I feel. Here's how you feel. Here's how your actions or inactions make me feel. Here's how my actions or inactions make you feel. Here's how we could, you know, help each other. So let's move on to that. Let's come up with some strategies, some tips, tricks, tools, whatever, for how we're going to alleviate any discomfort we're both feeling. And that might be, you know, on your side, maybe, you know, I'm feeling like the whole thing is on my shoulders. Like it's really burdensome. I have to do all of this, you know, physical, mental work. And then on top of that, I also have to remind you and nag you and stay on you to do your part and maybe you're feeling like really stressed like all I think about is TTC and I'm always nagging you and it's the only thing we ever talk about you know whatever it is right so recognizing that you both are probably in a place where you're feeling some discomfort around this whole TTC thing and now let's talk about strategies for how we can you know make it better for both of us so I'm going to list a couple different strategy ideas here. Obviously, this is very much a your mileage may vary <laughs> situation. Um, some of these might work. Some of these might not. You might need to think outside the box. There could be a lot of other things going on here. But I think these are worth, you know, discussing at least. So I think step one, and this, I guess, kind of has to do with the whole, um, you know, handle your shit thing. But very much so if this is a situation where you're feeling like the whole TTC journey has been on your shoulders and you've just been having to like assign things to your partner and, um, you know, nag them and, and drag them along and force them into things. Um, I think this is definitely an opportunity to say like, hey, you know, we're equal partners in this. Sure, you know, I have to carry the baby or whatever it is that you've decided, um, but your partner should be an equal part of the TTC journey as much as they can be. Um, and hopefully that will lead to them being an equal parent as well. Um, so it's time for them to, to step up. <laughs> they need to, you know, if they're not familiar with what's going on, okay, great. Do some research, you know, welcome to Google, <laughs> throw, throw a search term in your browser, start listening to a TTC podcast, read a book, um, you know, whatever it is, like get educated, find out what you don't know. Um, it should not be on the, uterus having partner to educate the non-uterus having partner. Um, even things as simple as like, you know, hey, when when we have a doctor's appointment, like I want you at that appointment as well. Um, you know, if we're setting up an appointment, 
you're going to do that. That's going to be on you. Or, you know, when we're emailing with the clinic, like, let's make sure it's a reply all situation and your email's on there too. Like you are part of this. We're doing this together. Um, That could be even like, you know, going to appointments together. So if it's something like, hey, you know, the doctor said we need to go get our blood work done, um, go together, like make an appointment in your shared calendar. Okay. Saturday at 10, we're both going to go to the clinic and get our blood drawn. It's not something like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do it and you're going to do it. And like, we'll hope that you get yours done. Like, let's do it together. That could be a really good strategy to making sure you're both kind of on the same page and you're doing things for your journey. Um, there's a bunch of little hacks and I know I've shared a lot of these before, but ways of sort of getting your partner a little bit more involved. So things like for me, example, um, you know, the medication I take, it involves a little bit of prep uh, to get the supplements and vitamins and pills and all that like kind of ready to go. And I found it's easiest for me to take them every day when all that prep is done ahead of time. So I have it in our weekly calendar every Sunday night to prep the medicine. I will say because I am not perfect (laughs) and my relationship is not perfect. So far, um, it's mostly been me that's been doing this prep, uh, granted at the time while I'm prepping it, um, you know, most recently my husband was out like, uh, dealing with, um, a family emergency one week. And then the other week he was like cooking while I was preparing the meds. So it's not like he's like sitting on his butt playing video games while I'm, you know, doing all of this work. He, he was doing other things. Um, and he did help me with the initial sort of like ordering and and prepping and everything. So (laughs) he's, he's doing well, but I, I would say that probably has more fallen on my shoulders and I would like to sort of hand that back to him. Um, I've talked before about how, you know, for taking your temperature in the morning, I used to have a system where my husband would actually, you know, pick up the thermometer from his side of the bed. And I think I put it in my own mouth, but he would, he would be the one to like read and record the temperature. Um, so things like that, just finding ways to involve your partner a little bit more in the process can help sort of take that burden off of you and also help them feel a little bit more involved in what's happening. Um, you could plan to have like a weekly or biweekly or monthly, you know, however often you need check-in that's like, okay, you know, every Sunday at four, we're going to have a little like TTC meeting. We're going to check in like, okay, how are we feeling? You know, where are we at cycle wise? If that's not something you and your partner are talking about every day, you could kind of, you know, okay, where are we at in the cycle? Do we have all of our medication? Um, do we have all of our appointments booked? Do we have all of our, you know, whatever you need to do? even just like a mental health check-in if you're not waiting on appointments or medications or anything like that. Just, hey, how are we both feeling this week? Like, do you need some support? Do I need some support? Can I ask for your help with anything? I think it's a really good idea actually to have a little, as I'm as I'm saying this, I'm like, oh, that might be something I need to do. Um, having that little check-in and like put it on the calendar. It's okay. It can be a little bit uh, cheesy and a little bit clunky. And you might be thinking like, I don't need a meeting on the calendar to check in with my partner. But if you are feeling this stress and like you're both on, you know, slightly different pages and approaching your fertility journey, you know, differently. Why not? It doesn't hurt, right? Like worst case, you know, you don't have much to talk about and then you move on. No big deal. No, no harm, no foul. Uh, Counseling obviously is something I, I will bring up here as I bring up often, whether that is counseling together or individually or both. I think that is a really, really good idea to sort of help you through this difficult part of your relationship, of your life. Um, And then obviously just doing things on your own side. So if this is a situation where, you know, you're feeling really stressed and um, feeling like you need to, you know, hurry up and get pregnant and everyone around you is pregnant or growing their family um, and you're just feeling really um, lost and uh, stuck and confused and like 
really just not happy with how long everything is taken and not being able to deal with the unknowns and the uncertainty of the future, how much longer this could last. I am absolutely speaking from personal experience here. Um, but thinking of things that you can do on your side that are, you know, yes, you're talking with your partner, you know, you're possibly doing counseling together, you're working on making it more of a shared task, the whole TTC. But I think there's also stuff you can do just for you that's you know, not to say that your partner is perfect, but maybe the problem isn't that your partner is dragging their feet. Maybe maybe taking two weeks to go to the clinic to get their blood drawn is actually completely normal. And like you going right away and then trying to remind them about it every single day, maybe that's the problem, right? And I don't know. It'll depend on your relationship and where you're at in your journey and what you've sort of decided together. Um, but maybe there's a little, you know, maybe it's not as black and white as, you know, you're right, they're wrong. Um, it could be a little, it could be a little of both, right? Like maybe the sweet spot is it's, it's one week after the doctor tells you to go to the blood clinic and get your blood drawn. Um, maybe you going that same day was like, I guess fine, but like, you know, kind of rushing it. Um, and your partner waiting two weeks is really, really slow. Maybe you need to meet somewhere in the middle. So maybe there are things you can do on your side to sort of, you know, slow you down, stay present, be in the moment, be grateful, not feel like everything is this big rush, this big race. And that's definitely something I struggle with. Um, and I think there are definitely things I could be doing in my life to try to improve that uh, counseling, obviously being a part of it, journaling, meditation, you know, there are lots of things out there that I think um, can help you if you want to sort of tamper down, I will say, your <laughs> more type A <laughs> personality traits. Okay, moving on. Apologies, I just did like a huge sniffle into the mic. <laughs> um, the last sort of thing I want to talk about here is what happens if you're coming at this from the other perspective. So if you're the person listening and you're like, well, I'm not rushing, I'm not, you know, hurrying up and, and forcing us to get everything done as, as quickly as possible and spend all the money and go, go, go. But my partner, who boy, like they are definitely, definitely doing it. And that can happen, right? Like maybe it's not you, maybe it's your partner who is way more into this whole TTC thing. Um, and again, like I said, you know, I've talked about some gender stereotypes here, but obviously regardless of gender or biological clocks or whatever, um, one partner might just be way more into the whole TTC thing than the other. And I think if that's the case, you can still have this conversation, just have it from the other perspective, right? So you're sharing your side of, you know, again, bringing it back, you know, fundamentals. Yes, I do want to have a baby. We can talk about the ways we want to do that. Um, here are some of the, you know, do a little self-reflection, like what, what on your side do you feel is causing you to drag your feet? Um, what on your partner's side do you think might be causing them to, I don't know, speed up their feet? <laughs> um, and then just having that conversation, sharing your perspective, asking them to share theirs, sharing how, you know, when they rush you, when they nag you, how does that make you feel? Uh, what would you prefer? What strategies um, could you work on together? How can you help them sort of alleviate their own stress and whatever burden is on them? Um, I think it's just, you know, the, the TLDR of this whole thing is like, it really just comes down to communication, whether or not you have different um, approaches to TTC, whether you're the one who wants to go quickly, your partner, or you're the one who wants to slow down or vice versa, you know, whatever it is, it really does come down to just having 
those conversations with your partner. Because I think if you don't, I think these problems just, you know, a lot of the things that come up in TTC, I think will continue to come up in pregnancy and parenting. Um, and if you are planning to, you know, get pregnant and be parents, um, I think it's a really good idea to start having these conversations as soon as possible. And again, it's okay if you don't come up with that silver bullet, oh, we've we've found the one true root of the problem and now we found the perfect solution and we've solved it and everything's great. Even just opening the door to having these conversations is really good. I know I've had many a conversation with my husband over the last two years and we don't always have a very clean, easy answer, right? It's But it's so nice just to have those moments of like, hey, we're just going to open up to each other and talk about how we feel. And even if we are you know, upset with each other or upset with the situation, at least having that time to kind of open up and talk about it has always been very helpful and always helped us feel closer, um, even if we are not closer to a solution. Ooh, that was kind of a fun, fun way to wrap that up. All right. I hope this was a I don't know, helpful, good, nice (laughs) listen for you. I appreciate you listening. Once again, uh, I'm planning to record that Q&A interview episode with my husband this weekend. So if you do have any questions for him, for me, for us, uh, feel free to leave those in the link in the show notes. Uh, Super quick Google form. I love hearing from you. Um, You can always fill that out with any episode suggestions or whatever you've got. I really appreciate it. Thanks. And you'll hear from me in two weeks. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Any Questions, a podcast about conception, pregnancy, and realistic motherhood. If you liked hearing from me, I'd really appreciate it if you could do all the things. Follow, subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with a friend. Even if I wasn't able to answer all of your questions, I hope there's some relief in knowing you're not alone in asking them. Thanks so much for being here.